0: You're listening to the Let's Go Buffalo podcast, your new favorite podcast for everything Bills and Sabers. What's going on, everybody? You're listening to the Let's Go Buffalo podcast, your favorite podcast for. All things Bills and Savers with the pals, Nigel, Tom, and Jake. Episode 25 coming at you, quarter of the way to a hundo. Quick reminder to everybody, follow our social medias. You can find us at Let's Go Buff Pod. That's buff with two Fs on Instagram and X. And hopefully, right now, I think, maybe, possibly, live on YouTube. Um, so hopefully that's happening right now. Tom, is there any way we can check on that?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm getting, I got some comments.
0: You got some comments we got some, and everything got, already? We
1: got one viewer. We got one. Hello to the one viewer.
0: I think it's probably my mom, um, which is cool. Thanks mom. Um, Yeah. Hopefully, so hopefully that's a, Hopefully that's actually happening. Um, But yeah, we're going to, we're <laughs> trying to uh, get it, get ourselves over onto the old, the old YouTube here. So let's say, Hey, to the good fellas here tom how we doing
1: dude i'm good welcome Hello. good man look at us we, we're live we in in 4d i like yeah, it. i know yes. crazy we're right good. i'm good we got pounded with another like 10 inches of snow up here in vermont so um yeah we're doing good just fluffy white little goodness
0: did you know? Uh, <laughs> love that we worked up in nicknames for you yeah. what, <laughs> what kind of what kind of goodness dude? <laughs> Torpedo, how you doing, buddy? I'm good,
2: man. Yeah, same here. Same here. A little snow today, but unburied uh, ourselves.
0: Yeah, unburied ourselves
2: um... from Tom's white little goodness. What did you just say?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think I just want to talk about Tom's white little goodness for a while. Oh no, no, no. Moving on. We actually probably shouldn't. Well, um. So hey, before we get into the beer corner, real quick, folks. As as uh, an incentive for our for our YouTubers that are out there right now, um, I. Typical, in my typical Nigel fashion, crazy day of work, crazy day of teaching lessons. And then I just come right to my studio um, to record the pod. And I'm essentially committing a felony by not having a beer for our first segment of every show, which is Beer Corner. So oh. I know, right? Oh. So if you are on our YouTube stream right now, in the comments, okay, we are happily accepting suggestions on whatever my punishment what should be for not having a beer for beer corner so if you if you make a comment on instagram or whatever it doesn't count but if you leave one on the live stream right now there might be maybe there's one or two coming in i don't know um but go leave a comment on what you think my punishment for be should be for not having a beer for beer corner and uh maybe we'll do it live on an episode if it's somewhat sort of within reason but with that being (laughs) said
1: oh we got a good one already
0: well, let's 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 <laughs> see, let's see if maybe a few more come in. Um, all right, all right. So, but for you guys, you guys both look parched. Can I give you a countdown to snap a beverage? Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice, 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 nice. Ready? Three, two, one. Kachish. Nice. Let's uh, let's see. Who do you want to start with? Torpedo. What are you drinking tonight, buddy? Whoa! What a can.
2: What a can. Look at, can.
0: Look at the can on you.
2: I get to show them off now. This is the sunburn. This is this is one angry dude. You did not catch a sunburn at the game against the Steelers if you were there. But uh, this is a delicious little Belgian white ale. A little more fluffy white goodness for you. <laughs> um, yeah, from uh, Three Heads Brewing in Rochester.
0: That's a Three Heads beer. No way.
2: It mm. sure is, man. I think it was maybe maybe limited release or something. I don't know. I, I hadn't seen it before, but I snagged it, and uh, yeah, man, it's it's delicious. Got that nice. Nice, crisp, orangey, coriander flavor that you get from Belgian whites.
0: Torpedo, I feel like, are you a big fan of the, the Belgian beers, dude? I feel like you've had a bunch of those this this season on the podcast.
2: I get behind them, yeah, for sure. I wouldn't call myself like an expert, but I, I like drinking them, that's for yeah.
0: sure. But you do get behind them. I don't, the I don't know many beers beers that Jake
1: doesn't like, so. That's a large majority. He's yeah. definitely pro beer.
0: Yeah, we're not picky. Tommy, what are you drinking there, buddy boy? I got
1: something new. I'm excited. It's uh, from Wilmington, Vermont. Valley beer.
0: You don't um,
1: And it's an IPA. Just a, yeah, it's very just, cool. I'm excited. An... I haven't had any of it yet, so I'm excited to enjoy it tonight.
0: Hold up hold up your can again and then hold your beer.
1: I'd say so far so good.
0: <laughs> I want to see the can again. Oh, no,
1: I lost audio.
0: Oh, no. Well, hopefully Tom comes back here. Jake, can you still hear me?
2: Yeah. 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 I can hear you. I can hear right. Tom
0: too. I can also hear Tom. Well, hopefully he comes back here. Um, maybe, maybe Jake, you can work with him in the chat while, uh, while I, I cue us into the next thing here. Yeah. So the excellent, excellent, excellent news here is that the bills have made it through the card round of the playoffs, right? A nice rousing 31 17 victory over Mason Rudolph and mm-hmm. the Steelers um, let's see, I'll start with a, with a prevailing positive note here. My prevailing positive note from that game, I'm actually going to kind of steal from the last podcast, um, is the depth on this team man? defensively we had so, 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 so many injuries. It was super upsetting. Um, we had Terrell Bernard go down. We had Christian Benford go down. Um, we had Taryn Johnson go down. So a couple updates on those injuries, as far as we know, um, Taron Johnson is in concussion protocol, which obviously isn't great, but also isn't like the end of the world because it's pretty frequent now that we see guys um, come back in within like a week of being out with with a concussion. Um, I'm not sure how in depth all of that is in terms of them actually being like healthy, but I would be stoked to find that he was able to come back for this game, which would be Awesome. Um, but the guys that came in for those injured guys, you had Dorian Williams come in. Um, you had Cam Lewis come in, do a pretty admirable job. And so yeah, just once again the depth on this defense being stressed big time. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's I'm a little bit concerned for next week because there seems to be I don't know who we're gonna get back. It looks like Rasul Douglas will be good to go. I think Tyrell Dotson would be good to go. Um But yeah, at this point, a little bit nervous for the defensive depth going into next week, but once again, it was stressed, and once again, we came out okay. Um, So yeah, that's my big positive is, once again, Brandon Bean putting together some insanely good depth for this team. Um, Jake, did you have um, a positive that you wanted to add in?
2: Yeah, I thought there was a lot, Um, but I I thought I saw a comment, just going back to the injury things you were saying, I thought I saw a comment that Rasul Douglas was – maybe he could have been okay to play in the game, but he was kind of held out as a precautionary thing. So as, I think a, he'll, he'll definitely be in against the chiefs. Yeah. Great. Yeah. To get a little bit of corner depth back.
0: Uh, yeah. It, it looks like um, essentially what he was saying before was, um, Oh my God, I'm just reading Ben's comment about the three, four locals before next pot ends. That's a good way to end up in the hospital. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, dude, it's I, – I saw that he felt like he was going to be good to go for this coming week um, against the Chiefs. Um, it, I did see what you were saying, though. He could go, but wasn't going to be something that he was going to feel, like, great about. So, I'm okay with him sitting out that game, particularly now since, he, you know, we won the game. Um, but, yeah, he would be huge to get back. I would imagine that Tyrell Dodson is able to go. Um, so – leading into this game this upcoming Chiefs game if we were able to get back Rasul Douglas Christian Benford and Taron Johnson I would feel immensely better Tyrell Dotson would be a nice bonus as well but who knows what's going to happen there for sure it's it's tough to say yeah Um, just
2: just the defense has they've been warriors all year despite a ton of injuries man they've been they've been banged up the entire year it seemed like
0: Uh, yeah yeah so i it's yeah it's gonna be tough to see what happens with all that, but that's that game, and we're we're still talking about positives from the Steelers game. Do you have a, a positive you want to share, Jake?
2: yeah I mean besides besides the the defense standing up to the pressure, um I mean they gave up seventeen points that's a that's if you put up if you let up seventeen points and let Josh Allen cook a little bit, that's a good recipe to win the game right there. and they gave them the chance to do that. Um, and then I thought offensive side too, the offense generally took up the call when it was needed and, you know, put points up when they needed, uh, in part, in particular that drive in the third quarter, I think they ate up like half the third quarter, just kind of slowly marching down the field Yeah. and and put up a kind of a dagger, uh, there, but overall, yeah, I really thought the offense looked pretty decent, honestly. Um, no turnovers, if I remember correctly. And look, I think I think Josh Allen put the game on his back when when he needed to, and yeah. uh, got the ball to to maybe not the receivers you'd expect, but the receivers that came through and won them the game. So we can get into those guys in a in a second here. But yeah, yeah, for sure. That, that's I, for um, me. just complimentary overall. Like like the the team played a complete game. I thought.
0: Yeah, the complimentary ball was good. Like for example, like that Kyrie Kyir Elam touchdown. Right. Sorry, I'm adjusting my mic a little bit here. Um, that Kyer Elam not touchdown but interception, right? Like you want to talk about complimentary ball, getting that interception and then immediately putting up seven points to go up three scores, that was absolutely massive. I think Mike Tomlin actually talked about that, um, in his little like weird halftime presser thingy. Yeah. With it. Which, by the way, I think it's criminal that they make coaches do that in the middle of a playoff game. I know it's not like happening while live football is happening, but I think it's so stupid that they make those guys do like a <laughs> mini interview in the middle of coaching, dude. I don't understand.
2: It's halftime. Um, they don't have anything on their minds, right? They <laughs> they kick yeah, their feet up at halftime. No yeah, problem.
0: exactly. Yep. No adjustments to be made or anything like that. Um. So yeah, dude. And I, I want to highlight one thing that you said there, which was Josh Allen was huge when he needed to be. Um, and I think the key word there is, is needed to be because it was, you know, we still ran the ball pretty well. I mean, even if you take away Josh Allen's rushing yards, which <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, but Jimmy Cook still had a solid game there. Um, Tom, Tom, does it looks like you're back now? I can't hear you at all. Tom.
1: Well, I'm not, and, I haven't said anything. Can you hear ooh. me now?
0: That I can hear you now.
1: Okay. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Nigel, it requires you to stop talking for me to talk. So, <laughs> Tom,
0: can you hear me now, Tom? I can. Tom's, Tom's back, back. We've done it, everybody. Back. Tom's, Tom's back. back. Tom's back. We love it. So, here, Tom, I wanted to wait for you to do this. I think, okay, so do you, do you guys, you guys, those of you that are watching live, you're going to be learning with us in real time. Do you guys see on our screen here the StreamYard thing that like, popped up where it says live viewer comments show up on StreamYards? I do. So I think, oh, Tom, while you're, since you're back, give us your positive real quick. Can you give us your positive from the game? Y-
1: yeah, I took the stupid streamer thing down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> can you tell me what the other positives were?
0: So um, the other so, positives. Yeah. So
1: I don't, uh, I don't repeat myself or repeat you guys.
2: So yep, we so. talked about the defense standing up under pressure and the offense making the call when they needed to. And just in general, playing kind of a complementary game,
1: uh, and then sure what else did you say?
0: I, I I just talked about the depth.
1: The depth, yeah, yeah the depth. No, was be the mine. Defensive depth. Um, but uh, I'm gonna go with Josh Allen, man. Josh Allen playing like a, 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 a um just a quarterback who belongs, right? He belongs in that moment. He has an unreal number uh, or stat line in the playoffs over multiple years. And he's only contributed it with, uh, with yesterday's performance. Um, the guy looked like he, I mean, he didn't, he took care of the ball. He made plays that were un like just unreal and um, stepped up when we needed him. It was awesome.
0: Yeah. He was, he, he was like, well, we kind of talked about that when I uh, during your hiatus, Tom, like, Josh Allen stepped up when he needed to, which was like, that was the biggest thing. But part of, hey, Leah in the back behind Tom, um, one of the huge things there was like, he didn't have to be a crazy hero all game because Jimmy Cook still ran the ball pretty well. Obviously Josh Allen had some success running the ball, which we're going to get to. Um, But yeah, dude, just one more time. Josh Allen's numbers, 21 for 30, 203 yards, three touchdowns, two passing, one rushing. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want him to have to do like a ton more than that. I always just feel a little bit better when Josh Allen throws for like closer to 300 yards. But you know, if he's going to well, throw for 200 yeah. and get the three <laughs> touchdowns, like who gives a shit? Well, it's because like, he
1: ran for like 60 on one play. Yeah, yeah. So and, playing red light, green light with freaking the entire St- uh, Steelers uh, secondary. So yeah. yeah, we take. I him. see,
0: I see Ben here, Ben, who's number 38 for the Steelers. I don't know if he's if Ben is still here. If you're listening, Ben, send him home. Yeah, you fire that guy because he had a terrible game. He got ran over by Josh Allen on the touchdown run and then shortly after that, um Khalil Shakir on his unbelievable touchdown absolutely snapped that guy's ankles into pieces, dude. So what an incredible effort. Oh, yeah, tough night for 38 for for the black and gold though. Um one cool thing that we've got here in our planning doc, this this wild Dawson Knox stat. Um so Dawson Knox has scored the opening playoff touchdown for the bills in each of the last four seasons, which to me is like, I, I mean, it's, it's not like the craziest thing I've ever heard, but it's you know, also the, like, it's, it's, pretty, pretty, wild, bananas. it's yeah, pretty, it's pretty, uh, no,
1: no, no, just think about that. That's a, it requires the bills to go to the playoffs four times in a row right? So that's, that's one variable variable. Number two, it requires a single player to get a touchdown. The first touchdown for the bills in not one game, not two, not three, four consecutive games. And then it also requires a a player who does not get a high volume of touchdowns to do that. Like the guy has a handful, like he's definitely a red zone threat and he's, he's great, but I would not say that he's got 12 touchdowns on the year. So it's oh yep. Sign me up for a Dawson Knox touchdown. Like, that's a pretty bonkers stat. Like we should,
0: we should absolutely start gambling on that. Like oh. putting, like Josh or uh, excuse me, Dawson Knox first touchdown next if, season. If, if well, we're here next said, season,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm doing it. I turned to my dad and said that I was like, "Look, I got to start putting money on this. Like, yeah, what this are we is, doing?
0: This is money that we're missing." He only um, has
1: six postseason touchdowns. So, t- yeah, two yeah. thirds <laughs> of his po- touchdowns
2: in the postseason are opening scoring for the pills
0: nice nice quick math Great. there Thorpedo. <laughs> that's it's what accountant. i do it's what i do yeah.
2: yeah accountant right here i got a calculator um, on the screen don't don't
0: <laughs> um we got to talk about our boy uh our boy dalton kincaid dude oh nice banner there tom thank um, you this now that is i here this to is, do it <laughs> this is us just playing around um but yeah dude i dalton kincaid, dude. I mean. God damn, dude, leading the team in receptions in that in that playoff game, right? Three receptions, which doesn't sound like a ton, but he had that awesome um touchdown catch for the Bills' second touchdown of that game, which was an absolute a dot from number 17. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, I mean, for the rookie, three receptions, 59 yards and a touchdown. I mean, yeah. what more can you ask for from the kid, you know?
2: Not a yeah, ton of receptions, but he he answered the bell and he got him. Um, yeah, led the team in receiving. Um yeah. Just looked incredible. He's a rookie. He's a rookie man. Right. And he's, he's, he's running routes that make him look like he's been in the league a while, at least to me. Um, it's yeah. incredible. Yeah. He
0: just, he doesn't look at all like a rookie dude. Um, So a couple, a couple tight end rookie year comparisons. Uh, Jake, did you put these on the doc, dude?
2: I did. Yes. I was these curious. Are, oh my uh, God. These
0: are, these are amazing. Like so, I, well, Jake, Jake, you read them down.
2: Well, so, yeah, I just wanted to do it because I didn't know. Like, I knew he had a good season, but I was curious, one, how he looked against, you know, compared to his teammate Dawson Knox, who came in, at least from my memory, came in as a, a good tight end prospect and and had a good season. And he he progressed well and earned a good contract, like yeah, a good player sure. by, by, all, by all means. Uh, and then also like the high bar, the high end of the scale. I wanted to see what Kelsey's rookie season kind of looked like. And yeah. so I wrote, I wrote these down and I just wanted to share them because I, I think it is interesting and, and highlights how good of a season he had. Uh, so Dawson Knox came in 28 receptions on 50 attempts, 388 yards and two touchdowns in his rookie season back in 2019, I think um, Kincaid came in and had 73 receptions. So almost triple there's that math again how are you uh uh, but he put up 673 yards and a similar amount of touchdowns two touchdowns I think those continue to come as he gets more comfortable with Josh Allen uh so you know uh, same amount of touchdowns but almost double the receiving yards and then Kelsey Kelsey's one of the best if not the best tight end to to play the position is that fair to say maybe you make the argument for Gronk
0: yeah, some pe- people might say Gronk. Some people I, I know would die on the hill of like Antonio Gates. Uh, yeah. I personally, I think Kelsey's better than all of them. Um, that, but you know, there's a debate there. But yeah, top top three in the history of the game for sure.
2: Fair enough, fair enough. I, I won't, we won't, we won't inflame people too much. But Kelsey yeah. came into the league first year in the in the NFL. He had 67 receptions, 862 yards, and five touchdowns. So. Yeah. A little bit more than Dalton in in a couple of those stat categories, but still just, just an incredible season from him. I just wanted to take a second and call him out for having such a great year. And then putting the exclamation mark in the, in the first playoff game and hopefully many more in the next few weeks.
0: Yeah. Um, James cook, 18 carries for 79 yards. So not as explosive as he has been, but still doing good things. Um, I like that. We have a bullet here. So, it's um we're finding over the last couple of weeks that he's been doing a little bit less in the passing game. And I don't think that's necessarily at fault of James Cook or Josh Allen. I think what we have there is just teams keying in on James Cook. And we have written down, is that a positive or a negative? Um, well, Tom, what do you think? Positive, negative there?
1: Uh, I mean, it's a positive because the guy is he's clearly become a weapon and teams are having to take an account. And that also then opens up other parts of the passing game. Right. It, it opens it. This is this is how you start to leverage as many options as you can against different defenses. If defenses have to account for James Cook, that means they cannot account for other parts of the offense. So it opens other things up.
0: Yeah. I, and I feel the exact same way. Like if you're if you're keying in on one guy, all that is is taking attention away from. Stephon Diggs, Khalil Shakir, Dawson Knox, Dalton Kincaid, right? Like, all those guys. So I think it's great that he's established himself as a threat. And now teams, ha- because if you, I mean, what happens if you don't take him into consideration? You're completely, he's going to make you look so stupid.
1: He's going to make um, you look silly. And then if you do take, yeah, right, it's an ebb and flow. It's a, hey, you you try and take this away from us. We'll beat you another way. All right, exactly. great. Exactly. You yeah. know, no problem. And the, it, it, that only works when you have a, an offense that can win in multiple ways.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which up until this season, I mean, we kind of haven't really had, right? Like this is the first Correct. season in a minute where, or at least the first season, in my opinion, since we've had 17 as a quarterback, that we've had a really, truly complimentary running game, um, Correct. which Correct. makes this Bills team scary.
2: Yeah. Love it. Um, Love seeing it. So I wrote, I wrote this one down because I, I think that leads to the next question. So if, if if you're taking away James Cook, that should lead to other things opening up. And that's kind of the conversation we've had around Stefan Diggs, too, where a lot of defenses focus on him as the number one receiving threat on the team, as they should, uh, but that's kind of diminished his role in the past couple of weeks. And I think that kind of played a role in this game, too. He had seven receptions for only 52 yards. Um, you know, is, is that concerning to you guys that he still was – fairly quiet like like i thought he made his presence known he was he was kind of all over the field i thought and made big catches when it counted but i was surprised to see that he only had 52 yards is that still concerning to you guys or do you think that's a symptom of him being the top threat and other teams focusing on it so that opens up opportunities for your Kincaids, your shakirs your you know your other complementary players Let it rip.
1: man. yeah so i think i think you gotta take you got to take it out of context, right? So he had 52 yards, but Josh only threw to 203. So that's he had 25% of the passing yards, which is what you want your number one wide receiver to be to receiving, right? That's that's well within the range. Um, it's also, I think, it matters when he's getting those catches. Mm-hmm. I don't have the, the data. It's been a crazy day. But uh, I, the one that stands out to me is that one um, third down, got to have it throw that Josh Allen was scrambling, doing his classic scrambling to the right, defenders hanging off of the guy and he found Stefan Diggs in space got the first down it, it it was unreal and and I think yeah it was for like I don't know 12 yards it wasn't for a significant chunk however it was an important time in the game where the Steelers were starting to come back they had that they blocked the the, the um field goal from Tyler Bass they got um scored they were getting some momentum and they honestly had kind of stymied the the Bills' offense a little bit. They had some uh, not quite as productive drives, and and this it was looking like it was going to be another one of those. But Josh and Diggs had the connection and and made it work. And I think that's an important part of his game. So yeah, his stats aren't quite as explosive as you might want them to be, but I think that they're still really important. And I think he's playing a huge role still. What yeah. one more yard yeah. than the minimum? That's all you need. You're right.
0: Yeah, my it's I mean that that game for for Steph Diggs was just a hard hat and bring your lunch pail to work kind of game, nothing super flashy, nothing crazy, but you know showed up in in the big moments when Josh needed him most, like that play that Tom talked about. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's we're still dying for that big Stephon Diggs play again, right? Like we haven't. it's just been so long since he scored a touchdown or had big. like just a huge play, man. But
2: felt like yeah, it's been a while.
0: I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, it's okay that he's not putting up huge numbers, dude, because like we've been talking about, like we're just winning in other ways, right? Khalil Shakir making plays, Dalton Kincaid making plays, Dawson Knox making plays. You know, like it's, I, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world that everything isn't funneling through Stefan Diggs personally. Yeah, so, um, I agree.
1: I mean, and he he and Josh almost, almost connected on a huge touchdown throw. I, I think it was must have been 20, close. 30 yards. It was right there. It was every game we've been getting. It's, it's, it, they're going to connect. It's going to yeah. happen. And I agree that he, this was a game that he just came in and put his, uh like, you know, pulled his pants up high and he just had to get to work. You know, like the guy was, he was crazy. I also, <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw, but going through on, you know, uh, most teams like all in the Buffalo Bills included, like putting out some fun things after the game. And there was some footage of him before the game when Steve Tasker was doing the, where else would you rather be a little spiel? And yep. uh, Diggs is mouthing it to the camera and it is, it's pretty freaking cool. It's like, pretty sick. Yep. I yeah. saw that too. Yeah. Yeah. it's yeah, pretty cool.
0: I, I still like, I'm firmly in the camp of this guy. Love being Buffalo Bill. Like I know there's still yeah. people out there that think he's putting on an act, but You know, I just, I just don't see it, dude. I think, I think he loves it here. I think he loves Josh. I think he loves the role he has on this team. I'm sure he wishes it was more, but every Diva wide receiver in the world feels that way. Um, so, I mean, at some point, what do you do? But I think, I think he's perfectly happy. Um,
2: Everybody has bad days at work. Like, how many how many how many times have you guys have a sh- shit day at work and you're still, you know, you're there the next day, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a exactly. exactly. like, you know, paycheck.
0: Just like, wish
1: it was Stefan Diggs paycheck, but I yeah. also <laughs> wish it was
0: Steph Diggs paycheck. <laughs> that would be really nice.
1: I'd be real happy. I could just do it. I'd be yeah, no <laughs> problem.
0: Yeah. Tell you what, I'd be way less pissy if I was making that kind of money. Um Yeah, dude. Um, so let's see. What do we got for the next thing here? Um, Diggs made his presence. Oh. The Steelers. Oh, um, before oh, go we ahead, move Tom, on, yeah.
1: I would like all of our uh, four uh, viewers right now, please give us a like. Please give us yeah, a little smash like. Smash that. that like button yeah. yeah that, thank you very much. Nice.
0: What are we talking about next? Yeah, we're going to talk about the Bills today, or yesterday, excuse me, not today.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Accurate reporting here at Let's Go Buffalo.
0: Just tuck me into bed. Yesterday. The Bills put up more points than the Steelers have allowed uh, literally all season. The Steelers have given up 30 or less points to every opponent this year. and the Bills toppled that a little bit. Um, Just, you know, we like that a little bit. It's nothing crazy, but it's a fun little fact to just toss out there. Um, I think it obviously makes a massive, 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 massive difference when you don't have a guy like TJ Watt. Um, And I really do think that if he was playing in this game this probably would have been at least a much closer game, if not a game where my nerves were shot a lot more than they were because there were times where my nerves were shot, and we can get into when that was. But I, it's hugely unfortunate for the Steelers, massively fortunate for us that T.J. Watt couldn't go. Um, but, yeah, fun yeah. little feather in the Bills cap there. It's still a yeah. formidable defense, dude. Like, that Steelers defense hard. is no joke. I mean,
1: Patrick was back. Cam Hayward was was causing freaking problems. Like, yeah, yeah, it was. They made their presence known. It was not a a gimme game. Yeah, no. In Um, the eleven games that T.J. Watt
2: has been injured for or didn't play, and since he was drafted, the Steelers have won one of them. So, I mean, him being out is massive. Yeah, I think that official gotta walk back to
1: the GM and be like, "All right, buddy, what are you paying me?" Yeah, Yeah, I mean, he. he, I think that much of a game breaker.
0: With that playoff game yesterday, they're now 1 in 11 with TJ Watt out. Yeah. So that's a that's a tough. It's a tough way to win games, dude. I think if I truly and this is just an opinion, right? Obviously, but if you're if that's your record without one guy who is not your quarterback, that that feels like a bit of a problem to me in terms of roster construction. Right? Like cuz TJ Watt, yeah. granted, I mean, I think he's you can easily 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 make the case that he is the best defensive player in the league. I feel like he's hurt a lot. Is he not? Like, I feel like he's hurt a decent amount. I don't think he's ever missed like an entire season. Like he's maybe, I'm not sure. I don't know. I, like,
1: I, I, I don't want to, I'm not an expert, but I think it's just a, it's a usage. I mean, he's on the, when he is, when he is active, he's on the field for never comes like, off. Feels the field. Like, yeah. feels like he's on the field for the entire game. Yeah. So like at be. some point you're just going to get ripped in half.
0: It could be. Um, We took a lot of flack as Bills fans yesterday for the refs being massively in our corner. I, and maybe my bias is creeping out here, I didn't feel like it was super crazy. I think they missed a holding call or a pass interference call on George Pickens at one point. Um, Possibly two of those, I could see the case. Outside of that, dude, I really didn't feel like there were too many calls that were were massively missed um, by the refs. (laughs) Well, and if if, you say say
2: you give those, you give those penalties up, like you're giving up a first down or something like that. Like, I don't think that's changing the script of the game. I I don't
0: think it is either. And that was going to be my next point. Like, okay, let's say you do get that call. And the one that everyone's super pissed about was pretty late in the game. It was before the Khalil Shakir touchdown. So I think at that point in the game, it feels a little bit more impactful. Right. But I mean, I don't know, dude, if he gets that first down, let's say they do even score, you know, the Bills score on the next drive with the Shakir touchdown. So like piss him on all you want, but I don't yeah. feel bad for you. No. Um, I also, the 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 second Buffalo Bills challenge. I, <laughs> I for the life of me, dude, <bridled> I, <aquí> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have absolutely like, no idea how all of that breaks down, dude. So to me, right. I, and this was the, this was what I thought the way football works. And apparently I don't know how football works at all, but he, I don't remember who the player was. Who was the, who was the the Pittsburgh player? Was it Fryermuth? Fryermuth. Patrick. So he is, he had the ball, right? He fumbles it, right? And as well after he loses possession of the football, the football touches his helmet. And I guess because it touches his helmet and there is a part of his body that is out of bounds, that players can, Considered dead. Now, my thought with that was in order for the ball to be considered out of bounds in that situation, I recognize that if the if a part of the player's body is out of bounds, the ball is also out of bounds. But I thought the player had to have full, clear possession of the football for that to go into effect. I don't understand how he can openly not have possession, have a part of his body be out of bounds. Have the football graze his helmet and have that still fall the Steelers way. That seems super crazy to me. Either of you have either info or thoughts on that.
2: No info at all. I'm a void of info, but that makes no sense to me. Like if, if he had possession of the ball and is, is moving out of bounds and goes out of bounds, like while he has possession and, and kind of loses it at the same time. I, I understand that. But he fully was in bounds and fully lost the ball. Like the ball was out. And then his momentum kind of carried him out of bounds. And then Baylen Spector comes in and, and dives on it and hugs it all in bounds. The ball never left play. So I just don't understand how it's it's baffling that his foot grazes the white part of the field. And then we're left with a, a, you know, that being out of bounds fumble, right? Am am I crazy? Yeah,
1: I mean, so I think in in, in the all in all, like, yes, it's kind of like a goofy end of it, but I think the consequence of it is the bigger deal, the fact that that like the bill, like Sean McDermott law, cause he won his first challenge. And for whatever reason, if you lose your second challenge, now you lose all your challenges. And you're not able to challenge anything because the, the reps, you know, messed up their first one and he called them out on it. That's the thing that I'm honestly more upset about. I, I agree. It's goofy. And I don't think, I think it's the letter of the law is the issue is like how it's written. I also think that, um, it's how it was called on the field, and then that goofy thing of what's called in the field, and it has to be clear and obvious to be turned around. So yeah. I think we get into that, but I think the bigger issue is, thankfully, it didn't come to bite us in the butt, and we're yep. good. Yep, but yep. it's just, yeah, I, I was absolutely a fumble recovery of my inspector, but that's how it goes, you know. Yeah, not yeah, I'm not not complaining about it. Like they still won the game, of course, and and, and again, I
2: don't think that plays into the game script. But uh, I was just baffled by that call. It seemed ass backwards
0: yeah um can I, tam- can I ask
2: you, sorry, sorry i wanted to ask you guys about the challenging in the nfl too i just they, they said something on the broadcast where the bills had challenged for an earlier call and won, and then they challenged for that one and lost so then they were unable to challenge through the rest of the game can you guys just inform me and anyone else listening that doesn't really know about those kinds of rules like wh- uh, what are maybe? the challenging rules wh- why are they the way that they are and anything you guys got is helpful
1: um nides do do you feel confident
0: i'm producing so tom if you can maybe sing us a song for a second yeah i can
1: i can feel confident for a moment here yeah um but uh no so the way it works is it's really just trying to deter coaches from challenging everything because if you challenge something and you get it and you don't win it you lose a timeout right so there's a consequence there but sean mcdermott had at the beginning of the game he challenged and then won so it was not take the timeout was not taken away. Right. Um, I so I and then we got to the second one here when he challenged this bail inspector fumble recovery and it was upheld. So he was technically denied. We lost a timeout, and yeah, I'm not sure why he wasn't able to, he lost his ability to challenge. I actually don't know the answer to that.
0: So I okay. think I have it here, Tom. While I'm talking about this, check our private check because I asked you a question in there. Um, yeah. so I it says here. If one of the first two challenges is unsuccessful, it automatically means they cannot get the third potential challenge for the game. So, you—if you're going to challenge, you have to continue to be right. Um, okay. And like, if you continue to be right, you keep getting to go. If you miss one of those first two, though, you're done. You lose. So, it.
2: so if you get the first two correct, then it doesn't matter if you're wrong on three, four, five, six, seven. You can. Just well, I keep think going. you only get three. I think you only get three.
0: Um, uh, okay, that's that yeah, but if that. you if one of your first two is unsuccessful, you're done
1: okay no so,
0: yeah yeah, which seems pretty cutthroat, but yeah, I think it's like Toms saying like they're trying to make sure that if you're gonna challenge, you're super confident about um you're super confident about what it is that you're challenging so.
2: which which i I don't question McDermott's decision to challenge either of those I think they were both good ones to challenge I mean clearly the first one got overturned and the second one was. I would have I, <laughs> we're sitting here scratching our heads too. So
0: I would have spiked the ever loving shit out of the challenge flag on both of those plays. So I don't yeah. blame yeah. Sean McDermott 100%. even a little
1: bit. Yeah, the guy looked good
2: and, yeah. and a bit, a bit more of a magnifying glass on it because the second challenge happened, I, I think it was in the first quarter or just after the first quarter, yeah, somewhere around early. there, super early on. And so then they were forced to go with the rest of the game without any kind of challenge ability, but
0: yeah, I don't love anyways. that. And that's, you know, cause that's the risk you take, right? Like, you because know, you never know if down the road, like if one of those challenges becomes, if it's like egregiously obvious, you're like, oh fuck! Like, what am I supposed to do? Um, so, yeah, um, Tom, I think I think if you click on, so now we're just talking for us for a second, our chat box, we have private chat and then comments. Yeah. If you switch over to comments, S- I think so, you can so, click on one of those.
2: So yeah. we got, an, yeah, we got an answer to something that we were talking about. So uh, T.J. Watt's injury history. We wanted to kind of. Shout out to Ben for for looking up some some stats That's what on that. Talking about yeah. Ben,
0: first of all, hold on, Ben, you got to change that picture, dude. Holy <laughs> shit, was that from like twenty years ago, bro? <laughs> so yeah, the twelve games since since roughly twenty seventeen. Ben's a huge Steelers fan. Shout out our buddy Ben, um, huge Steelers fan. We weren't friends yesterday, but um, I did send him a very nice sportsmanship text where that I was being genuine because um, there were we're gonna I, let's get into it. But there were some moments where I was. Big time sweating yesterday. And I would say from about now, Tom, I think it won't come off until you click off of it too, just so you know.
1: Do you want see. me to get re- so so Nigel, no, you're okay, ready? We're getting back into it. I'm not sure when you want me to have these up or not.
0: Um, I'll, t- I'll tell Are you. Make it go away. Yeah, yeah. Make that one go away. Okay. I don't need to see that picture okay. <laughs> of Ben anymore. Um <laughs> we'll just have to communicate those. This is fun. We're <laughs> learning as we're going. Um, but yeah, dude, I would say from the blocked punt over to when Khalil Shakir scored that touchdown I wasn't feeling great I was I was getting pretty nervous I was shaking in my boots I I don't know man it just like we started to the injuries were piling up and we had a couple drives that stalled out after like two or three good plays and it just started to feel like okay are the injuries going to be too much for us to overcome and i don't know man like i was you guys might have noticed like i disappeared from the text chat for a yeah. while because i was like i was just <laughs> doing that non-stop watching the game like head in my hands it was just stressful. absolutely panicking it was stressful dude yeah. um what tom what were you feeling during those times
1: like just put it together boys just hold yeah, it together right? just hold like, it please, together. please is, find a way yeah held together is you know Bubble gum and duct tape, but yeah. we did it.
0: And and let's get into yeah. the defense, too, because um, the injuries... So going into the game, Gabe Davis, um, Dotson, and um, Rasul Douglas were all inactive during the Steelers game. All these players left and did not come back. Bale Specter, Christian Benford, Taron Johnson, Terrell Bernard. Um, so now keeping but if you keep in mind trey white and matt milano you are suddenly down and not just on well just on defense you are down matt milano trey white tyrell dodson rasul douglas christian benford darren johnson terrell bernard that is seven out of your 11 starters that are not on the field and in some cases you're down to like your fourth or fifth guy on the depth chart which is Insane. Not even a little bit where you want to be in a playoff game. Um, yeah, dude. Um, I don't even I don't even know what to make of all of that. Now, the here's the good news, and we talked about it a little bit at the top. It looks like for next week, Rasul Douglas should be able to go, and I feel pretty confident that Tyrell Dodson um should also be able to go. Sean McDermott seemed pretty relatively confident that he could go this week against the Steelers. But I don't know, man. Like, Tom, do you have any, did you, have you, either of you seen anything on the injuries?
1: Um, so I've seen that, uh, Terrell Bernard was not as bad as it was. It looked cause he was carted off and put on, like they had the air cast put on him right away, carted off. Right. I thought immediately ACL. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we saw it come back that Emma, um, that the scans were, were came back negative. It's most likely just some kind of ankle sprain. Um, now ankle sprains are not good, especially I mean it's gonna um hinder him. I'm not sure we're gonna see him this weekend. Um, I've not seen anything about Taron Johnson that was head, correct?
0: Oh, yes, yeah, um, he's he's in concussion protocol that yep. Sean McDermott confirmed. That's fantastic that today.
1: Good. Okay. Um and then I'm hoping that Rasul Douglas is back. I did see a um a quote from him saying that he's he's feeling like he was good to go, but the team held him out. So yeah. I think we're gonna be I think we're gonna be just fine. Yeah, begs the question I mean, no no offense to the Steelers offense, but I, I think you have to say uh, Kansas City's got a little bit more potent
2: of a quarterback and receiving core. So see, can they come they, back and and put up?
0: Yeah, go ahead. Where I, that's where I almost disagree with you because obviously Patrick Mahomes and Mason Rudolph are. I'm not even not even sure they play the same sport. That's how far apart they are. <laughs> However, dude, between like George Pickens and Deontay Johnson, like okay, Tom, who would you who would you make a case for um, that are the top two receivers in Kansas City right now?
1: It's Rushy Rice and Travis Kelsey.
0: Travis Kelsey. Okay, so uh, yeah, I, I did, put Rashie
1: over it. that because I mean, Rashie has been a, a problem the la- end of this season.
0: Yeah, and I didn't even want to really include Travis Kelsey, but you no, need you to, because, to You have yeah, to.
1: We if right. you ask me, I would include Dalton Kincaid on the bill, So it, by definition we have to.
0: Yeah. So then, Are you
2: telling me you guys aren't interested in Kadarius Toney's cinder block hands?
0: <laughs> well that's that's kind of what I'm getting at here. Like would you rather have Rishi Rice and Travis Kelsey or would you rather have Deontay Johnson and George Pickens? You know, it's an, I, mean, I think I think you take Kelsey over both Pickens yeah. and um, yes. Deontay Johnson that's the correct answer but is Rishi Rice a lock over those other two I don't know man so in a weird way and not for nothing I would also take both of Pittsburgh's running backs right so yeah. in terms of weapons I,
1: I, man I don't know okay yeah keep going Pacheco's been, but... been great this year though
0: no. yeah but I feel like especially recently and you know recency bias is huge in the NFL Like, really. what have you done for me lately I I can entertain a case where the weapons for the Steelers are better for the are better than the weapons that Kansas City has. Truthfully, it's just the quarterback play doesn't even yeah remotely yeah, closely compare.
1: Yeah, it's still Patrick Mahomes, so it's still going to be a problem.
0: Yeah. Right? It, yeah, it is. So I I was telling Jake when you were on your hiatus, Tom, that if we could go into next week with Benford, Taron Johnson, and um, Rasul Douglas. I feel immensely better. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I think having Terrell Bernard back is wishful thinking for next week. I think we have yes. to just assume that he's not going to be in. Um, I think it's not overly optimistic to think that Dotson could be back in, though. Um, so then that begs the question, and it kind of depends on what Spectre's health is, who's the linebacker opposite of Dotson? Are you going Klein? Are you going Specter? Or are you going Dorian Klein. Williams?
1: I think it's A.J. Klein, especially considering how he played at the end and communicated and the plays yeah. he got in those post-game comments. Like, That's the huge one. Right? It's, I think I think he's got the trust of Sean McDermott, so I think he's got the start.
0: It was, it was the fact that he started making the green dot calls. I'm pointing to the back of my head. Um, he started making the green dot calls once Bernard went down, and I think that is the one thing that can put him above the other guys. Because um, yeah. athletically, I think I'd prefer all three dodson specter and williams over aj klein but you get that veteran presence out there with aj klein which proved yesterday to be pretty darn important so trust is a big thing so especially especially for sean mcdermott
1: especially for sean mcdermott so i think that's huge
0: yeah um boys we should probably hop over to looking ahead to the chiefs game this week anything any other major thoughts on um, the steelers before we switch gears
1: other than hey man go bills it's so cool that we're like in another playoff run like yep. again i want to i want to i'm being very intentional about to not taking this for granted like we're playing another week and that's a big deal so yeah. absolutely another yep. week at home too uh, yeah buying another week you know that's that's how you do it so
0: yep and and tom you got it on the banner here i i think obviously the main storyline here for me is obviously the chiefs have been the thorn in our side for the last several seasons but this is the first time that Patrick Mahomes has to play a playoff game, not um, in the chief stadium. I'm blanking on the name of their stadium, but he's got to go on the road. Right. So I think that's the big thing, right? Like, how is that going to impact him playing? You have to imagine that bills mafia is going to be outside of their goddamn mind. Right. <laughs> Knowing that Patrick Mahomes is in, in the building for a change. Um, So, Tom, do you or Jake, do you guys have any prevailing thoughts going into this game in terms of matchups and all that fun stuff?
1: It's man. It's going to come down to the trenches. It's going to come down to our D line, especially if we have we're as banged up as we think we might be in the secondary. It's going to be the knock on wood. We are fairly healthy at D line. So, Ed, go get it. Groot, come on, baby. AJ Epinesa, let's go, baby, right? Like, they got to make a presence. They got to push Patrick Mahomes off his spot, but got to play contain because we know how elusive Patrick Mahomes can be and how dangerous he can be just escaping the pocket, throwing the ball, and then with his legs. Um, He's no, you know, charging stallion like Josh Allen, but the guy can still get his, you know, be effective with his legs and get the first downs he needs and the yardage he needs. So he's he's a problem. They need to contain. And I also think it means that the our offensive line has to mitigate this really potent Chiefs um defense that starts up front for them. That's Chris Jones, right? Yep. That's um who's their uh, their most their um starts with a K, it's Greek. Um,
0: um oh um oh God Yeah, you know oh, who I'm this talking is about. Well, I do, I do. You keep talking all floor. Great around. reporting here.
1: Um yeah. But uh, you know, like it's our our O line has to give Josh time, let him stay clean, keep him sane, without letting him in getting get get, uh, get antsy, and I think we're gonna be okay. That's where it starts and ends with me.
0: Um, first of all, I just farted. Second of all, it's George Karlastis. Nice um, Karlastis, yeah, that's Karlastis, yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, he's he's been potent this year. I I want to bring up two names that you mentioned there, Tom, um, for the Bills, and that is Greg Russo, and AJ Epinesa. These two guys, right, historically have made huge plays against uh, Patrick Mahomes in the regular season. They have specifically yep. in the way of batted balls, batted balls that um, turn into interceptions, right? So, I if we need more of that, but you're absolutely right, dude. And it it it's you know I feel like we say it every episode. You have to generate organic pressure with your front four, because if there's one thing that, well, there's a trillion things that Patrick Mahomes does really well, but towards the top of that list is his ability to make you look stupid when you blitz. Yeah. So it's going to be huge, right? Like, obviously, I'm not counting on Von Miller, although he did show the tiniest little baby bit of life at the end of this last game. Did you guys see those two plays in a row? Where he yeah. Backfield in like two seconds. So that was nice. I'm not counting on that, but I'm looking specifically for Greg Rousseau and AJ Epinesa to make some and um Leonard Floyd too. That's the other big one. Like the defensive yeah. ends have got to start making a gotta few make more plays noise. here. Greg Rousseau had the awesome, awesome sack yesterday where he let rip this unreal swim move over that um that rookie offensive tackle for Pittsburgh, Project Jones. Yeah. Um made him look very Killed much him. like a rookie. But I just need more of that. And I need it more I need it from more guys. Right. Like Floyd's been quiet in terms of the sacks recently. Come on. Come on, Lenny. Yep. Like I, I just I just need it from those guys. Yep. Um so yeah, dude. It's and I, I, I go to the edge rushers because the middle three on Kansas City's offensive line is incredibly good, right? Joe Tooney, Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith. I'm not positive there's a better guard and Two-tackle uh, trio in the NFL. Um, so you know, like I, I, not to say that Ed Oliver and Daquan Jones can't make plays, but I put the onus more on the defensive ends because um, their tackles, Jawan Taylor, Taylor, Jawan Taylor, and <laughs> Donovan Smith just scare me a lot less than the, than the middle three for Kansas City's offensive line, which is why I put the onus on the defensive ends. Um, So, yeah, dude, I agree with you 100%, Tom. The trenches are going to be the big one. Um, As I continue to look at Kansas City's defense here, Nick Bolton's obviously a problem, um, but I think that's a guy that you can, in coverage, put in conflict with James Cook, Dalton Kincaid, all those guys. I think one of the things I'd really like to see, and we kind of saw it a little bit yesterday with the first two touchdowns coming from Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid. I, I'm just I, I want to see more 12 personnel in the passing game, right? And I want to see situations where both Kincaid and Dawson Knox are running routes. Because both of those guys are so athletic, dude. I just think it puts no matter who your linebackers are, I just think it makes your life a nightmare if you're if you're a defensive coordinator. Yeah. Right? That's one thing I'd like to see going into this game is a little like lean on those tight ends more. Right. Because I, I don't know. You've just got so many weapons. I, I just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I can't see a world where a defense can cover Diggs, Knox, Kincaid, James Cook, and Khalil Shakir. Like, show me that. Show me that defense.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's a great point. I think that's where we're going to have to live and die.
0: Yep. And then offensively, Tom you hit on the head earlier. You just have to. You just have to be aware of Chris Jones at all times.
1: Yeah, right. Account for him. Give get help to whoever needs it and, and and do what we can to mitigate him, maybe run right at him. Like, I don't know. Do that kind of you know, get that run game um, flowing. Keep the control of the ball. Do all that.
0: I imagine Mitch Morris is going to be moving to double wherever Chris Jones is like whatever whatever guard Chris Jones is lined up over. I imagine yeah. Mitch Morris is going to be required Agreed. to move to that side. Um, so that that should help because Mitch Morris is so solid, um, and then it's Travis Kelsey, right? Like, and and we talked about Rasheed Rice too, but this is where I get super concerned because we have two athletic linebackers left, and both scare the hell out of me in terms of covering a guy like Travis Kelsey. I think this is, and I don't like saying this because it it puts so much pressure on one guy. If Taron Johnson can't go. I'd be willing to bet money that Kansas City's going to win this game. Because without Taryn Johnson to impact the tight ends portion of the game, I don't have the faith in Specter or Dorian Williams to handle Travis Kelsey. Um, maybe that means it's a situation where Jordan Poyer is on Kelsey duty and you have Taylor Rapp maybe come in or Cam Lewis play some safety. I don't exactly know what the answer is, but... That is my prevailing concern. Um, if anyone in the comments has thoughts, I see Dana's in here. What's up, Dana? Um, don't hesitate to, you know, post what your thoughts might be, but that's that's my big prevailing concern with the injuries that we currently have to the linebacking core. I don't know what we do about Travis Kelsey. issue, Rice, yeah. I'm way ner- way less nervous about because we're going to be in a zone anyway. And listen, if, if the way that we handle um, Tyreek Hill is any indication of what we can do against reishi rice he's going to make plays sure he's been really good lately but it's not something that's going to keep me up at night the way the travis kelsey stuff does so yeah that's my rant there
2: (laughs) he he can make you pay for sure
0: (laughs) um either one of you have thoughts on any of the things i said or, or your own thoughts on the defense or the offensive matchup against the chiefs coming up We've talked well, about it so much, right? Like it's just we've played the Chiefs so many times in in high stakes situations. Like, yeah, the only big difference here is that it's at home, which obviously helps. But the the game know. against
2: the Chiefs earlier this year was kind of a a do or die moment for the Bills. They were not they they were pretty down on their luck at that point. And had given up a lot of games that they shouldn't have, and and they they needed to win that to continue making an argument to get into the postseason, and they did so.
0: And in truth, we were that, we were that far from losing that game. Right. Yeah. So like, yeah, Grant is still in Kansas city. Right. I don't think we can, I don't think we can, um, overestimate the value that bills mafia will bring to this game because they're going to be loud as hell. Oh my um, God. Yeah. it's going to be, it's going to be sick. Um, but yeah, dude, I just given the injuries that we're dealing with right now, I'm exceptionally concerned about Travis Kelsey, um, yeah. I don't give a shit about Kadarius Toney. I, I, just, I mean, hell, dude. I can't even tell you any other wide receivers on the team besides those guys. Justin Watson, he seems to make like one or two big plays a game, but whatever. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, whatever. Nicole Hartman, whatever. It's Rishi Rice and it's Travis Kelsey. And those are my big concerns.
2: Yeah, that, that's so, enough. I'm I'm still
0: yeah, concerned. It's 100% <laughs> that's enough, dude. But you, Travis Kelsey's enough. But the yeah. emergence of Rishi Rice, is it... Tom, you know if it's Rishi or Rishi?
1: I think it's Rashi, but... I, Rashi? I guess, I don't oh, know. I'm God. Not a, I'm not a... Uh...
0: Yikes. We're going to get <laughs> crucified for that one. Um, but yeah, dude, so I I think, you know, I talked about a couple possibilities there for what you do with Kelsey, and I think it's probably going to end up being one of those. But the big thing that's going to impact it is who's who's available to play, right? Can Spectre go? Can Dotson go? Um, can... Christian Benford go? Can Taron Johnson go? Right, like all these pieces matter. So I guess I guess the big thing is going to be who's able to play, and we won't know that until two hours before kickoff, which will be four thirty ish. So it's kind of a wait and see. But those are my thoughts as to what we can do to handle those guys. And then yeah, Tom, you just sent a big one too. The contain on Patrick Mahomes. You gotta yep. you gotta contain that guy. Yeah, totally. But
1: let's get some score opinions. Um some score predictions, excuse me.
0: Score predictions on this game. Oh boy. Um do we have an early do we have an early weather forecast? I think it's gonna be fine. It's
1: gonna be just cold.
0: Do, 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 yeah. do. Don't worry, I have Orchard Park on my speed search here. So let's see, 10 day forecast. Yeah, it looks cloudy and 25 degrees as of right wow. now. So, not too bad. Yeah, yeah, not too bad. That doesn't I so given that. And then with weather not being a huge factor, I have to imagine it's going to be a decently high scoring game. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 27, 21 bills.
1: I'm going to go a closer game. 27, 26 bills.
0: 27. Oh my God, dude! If we can. I
1: if, oh, I know. If it's, it's one it's gonna be point, a late. It's gonna be a late. It's gonna be a late field goal. T-bass, if will come back. Oh.
0: Oh, should we talk about him real quick?
1: No, no, we're, we're we're getting long and long and long and long winded here. Let's just keep moving. Okay. But, uh, All right, yeah. T-bass.
0: I'm saying my prayers for you, bro. Find yes. your find your stride. Dog. He's gotta get his mojo. Yep. find your stride because I there's a big chance that we're gonna need you big time this game. Please find it. Please find your way back, um, Jake score prediction?
2: I'll go 24-18 Bills. 24-18. Okay.
0: Cool.
1: I passed. All right.
2: Welcome to Buffalo Taylor Swift. I hope you have an awful time.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I hope I hope you're absolutely miserable <laughs> and cold. Um Oh, look at that. The Sabers still suck. Sabers are still bad. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're doing they playing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Jake, you want to give us plain. the give us the quick rundown?
2: Oh, I didn't even think we'd go into it, but yeah, we, yeah, for sure we can. The, look, they've won two of the last three games since we last podcasted. They won against Ottawa. They lost against Vancouver, won against San Jose. So two and one in that stretch. Um, they have upcoming games this Wednesday, the 17th, against Chicago. And they have another game on Saturday, a matinee against Tampa Bay. Uh, as of January 16th, they are 19, 21, and four, earning them 42 points. They are still 7th in the division. They are still 7 points out of a playoff spot. I can't tell you how many times that that has remained the same since we've been podcasting. (laughs) It's every time. I don't think they've moved. I mean, it's the same conversation we've had. Uh, It's really tough to make up ground in this league. If you start off poorly, you're going to finish poorly, and that's exactly what's happening. That's what we've been seeing. To to finish on a positive, UPL has been heating up lately. He's looked really good in his last couple of games. He's 4-1-0. He's got a 9.50 save percentage in those games and a shutout uh, the other day against San Jose.
0: That's a crazy save percentage, too, for those that might not know. 0. 0.950 for save percentage for a goalie. Obviously, the best you can do is one, right? Meaning you stop everything. So 0. 0.950 is significantly freaking awesome.
2: Yeah, not a huge sample, but still yet. 95% of the shots that have come at him, he's, he's saved. That's a, that's a great metric for an NHL goalie.
0: Yeah. So, but the Sabers overall still cause us a lot of pain and tears they, and sadness. Yeah. Still suck so, at the moment. Yeah, still suck. Yep. More of the same. More of the same. Tom Smith, Let's... you beautiful, beautiful, beautiful man. Take us out,
1: folks. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, and uh, especially this new little adventure here on YouTube. This has been fun. Yeah, thank thanks you for your the patience. interactions. Yeah, appreciate it. If you have any uh, feedback, please reach out to us. Especially if you know us personally, just do just a little text. We'd love to hear it. Um, we thank will you so get much. better yeah we will We'll, we'll, get it there. Out. we'll uh, get thank you all from the bottom of our hearts for spending some time with us it would mean a lot if you could please share this episode give us a like smash that like button on YouTube that's a big deal um, and give us a follow on Instagram X and our freshly minted YouTube channel at let's go buff pod these are my pals Jake and Nigel my name is Tom and you're listening to the let's go Buffalo podcast we're sending you love wherever you are go pills go Sabres let's go Buffalo